0: Hello everyone, I'm Colin Ellis and for 30 years I was a permanent employee of other people's cultures. What I wanted to know more than anything else during that time was how to build a great culture myself. And so I wrote a book called culture fix which is the world's first how-to guide for building great workplace culture and in this the culture makers podcast i get industry leaders from around the world to expand on the ideas that i wrote about in the book and get them to share actionable things that you can do to create a great place to work yourself and remember listening is good but action is better Hello, everybody. Today's Culture Makers podcast is with Jonathan Walton. John is the Director of Web and Mobile Solutions and Project Delivery at Red Bull. I've had a great fortune to work with red bull and what i love about their culture is their energy their commitment their desire to get some things done and i really love that within the organization there's also this real sense of fun of course there is you know kind of the business that they're in uh, that's a big part of what they do but underlying that um, there, there, there has to be courage. There has to be determination. And John talks about this himself. His background, similar to me, was in government. And I think, you know, culturally, a lot of people in government, they, they make excuses for not developing culture or, you know, kind of not evolving it to be something different. And the opportunity is just the same as it is everywhere else. Of course, you don't have access to some of the money that the private sector does, but that still doesn't stop you building a great place to work with people around you who can be the best version of themselves. So John talks about lots of that. He you know, he goes into detail about his own background, which is also always fascinating to me. And also some of the things that they're doing at Red Bull, he talks a lot about projects and projects are the way that we grow and evolve, not only our businesses, but also our culture. And I think there are many project managers out there who are missing an opportunity to create something unique culturally within their own project that becomes the barometer for everybody else, or else test things that then can be implemented into the wider organization culture. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, which is with Jonathan Walton from Red Bull. Hello everybody and welcome to another Culture Makers podcast, which is being recorded today at Red Bull, uh, Red Bull headquarters in North America, which is in Santa Monica, and I'm joined by Director of Project Management, John Walton. Hello, John. Hey, Colin. Good to be here. Likewise. Oh, I've got a Red Bull. thats might just... There we go. It's that time of the day, you know. Uh, cheers. So, it's... So, Great culture here, that's how it feels, but before we get into that, interesting a little bit of your background,
1: because I, I don't think you're an LA native, are you? No, I'm um, from the East Coast to the Northeast originally, like Philadelphia area, uh, South Jersey, for the people that know that area well. Um, yeah, spent some time in the public sector working for big defense contractors, Lockheed Martin, um, also working for the FAA, and then a few smallish uh, local technology companies uh, for a year or two before that.
0: Yeah, different world, the old public sector, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and were you doing project management? I mean, do you, you went to college What did you study at college? Yeah, of course, undergrad, um, actually for biomedical engineering, um, which is a whole other story on its own, but a little bit different, but ultimately kind of, I feel like people have a logical kind of approach to solving problems, you know, engineering kind of sets you up well for that, um, so not quite in the, the space that I'm in today but uh, but as you know it goes with everybody you don't always predict where we're going to end up right? That's right that's right and so how long how long in Red Bull now? So uh, interesting story so full time with Red Bull about six years I'm coming up on my six year anniversary in, in March um, but I spent about three or four years prior to full time uh, kind of moonlighting mm. in the marketing org uh, helping them uh, in their consumer products which is what they call the team now um, but really slinging t-shirts and hats and stuff at uh typically large format marketing events, you know, the fluke togs, the air races, the soapboxes, those types of things, some of our moto uh, activations. And while I was working full-time for Lockheed Martin and traveling a ton, um, visiting a bunch of air traffic control facilities, rolling out the new kind of foundational infrastructure that supports the air traffic control environment in the U.S. Um, And I figured through a family friend, she kind of asked me to help out. At the time, she was the head of consumer products. And yeah, between my trips for Lockheed, I was... Spending weekends having fun, slinging t-shirts at events and partying and, you know, eventually Twisted Fate brought me here full time. You know, and, and Red Bull's one of those brands that, that
0: you, you, you kind of see everywhere, you know, and I talk a lot about uh, making culture public uh, and I think, that's what, I mean, you haven't, you even have a culture department, I think I walked past the culture department. We do. Yeah. yeah. And so what kinds of things did Red Bull do to promote the kind of culture that I, I guess they're looking to influence?
1: Yeah, so so I mean the the culture department itself is actually a, a, a vertical in marketing. Um, culture is a big focus for us. Like Red Bull is typically known historically for all of our action sports types of things, you know, jumping cars off big ramps and buildings, and um, you know the skating and snowboarding and surfing kind of environment. But um, but we actually have a big big stake in what we call culture, which is you know music and art and all of those good things that go with you know the more non action sport human performance oriented areas of society. Um, but that, like, bleeds heavily into not just the action sports stuff, but also the culture, marketing areas, and a bunch of other areas, right? That bleeds heavily into the internal corporate environment at Red Bull, We like to say that we're, like, a reflection of our external marketing strategy internally. Um, so you definitely see a lot of that. You know, you see very generally like-minded people that are really passionate about the projects that we're doing in the marketing organization.
0: So, yeah. I'm walking through the office here, you really... I get a sense of happiness, of energy, surprise, surprise, of excitement. <laughs> it, it it seems like the kind of culture that's got energy at the top of its list. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it could just be me. <laughs> I mean, not that you're going to say, tell me on the podcast. <laughs> but it feels like people genuinely are, you know, really excited to get here and come to it. And, and the pace must be pretty full on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would say everybody's passionate. Um, it's funny whenever, um, you know... Interviewing candidates for roles or just generally doing some socialization about about working here. You know, we like to always use the phrase, you know, we work hard, party hard type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely true. But we also really put an emphasis on, like, getting shit done,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, and, and you're right. Energy levels are really high. People are very passionate. People really want to do what's right. And the company does a great job empowering us to kind of chase the work that we want to work on um, as long as it's generally good for the company. So that's, yeah, that, that bleeds heavily into our organization.
0: And it, it's something, you know, for those of you listening, we actually bumped into uh, Stefan, who's the head coach, Is yeah, that Stefan his title? Kozak, Stefan, yeah, Stefan Kozak, who's the, the head coach here. And he just exuded energy just in the kind of, I don't know, minute that we maybe bumped mm-hmm. into and in, 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 in saw him. And I think often when you get that energy at the top, it cascade, I don't like the word cascade, but it, it kind of bleeds all the way down into the organization, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Typically, at Red Bull, I mean, it's, it's not always the case, but typically, you know, we promote from within, right? Um, everybody's a high performer here, all top to bottom. But as a result, right, you get people that are in leadership roles in the company that are super passionate about what we're doing. It's not like a fake corporate strategy sales pitch internally when we're in our all-hands meetings, right? Like, you can see legitimately the energy from the leadership that how inspired they are and how stoked they are around the stuff that we're doing. And then that makes it really easy to sell you know, what we're doing to the employees and get everybody motivated. So it's, it's great to kind of be a part of that kind of culture.
0: So director of project management, you'll have a ton of stuff on. Uh, not only that, you've probably got things that come out of left field almost like the week before that you guys have to deliver. How do you, how do you kind of ensure that people don't burn out, you know, because that's a, that's a big issue in many workplaces, particularly workplaces like this. So what are you kind of doing to safeguard or you know, look after the people, I suppose? Well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny because I, I go through this conversation with every person that I've managed directly uh, in my time at Red Bull because I have experienced it myself, the burnout factor, right? Because it's interesting, We because we empower everyone to really chase the work that they want to do, um, we'll give them that latitude to take on additional work when they're ready for it. If they say they can get it done, we expect that you'll get it done, right? Whereas you're not kind of bound in a silo or guard, heavily guard railed environment of work that you would have in another organization, I think. But the downside of that is that for the first time, most people have the opportunity to really learn their limits. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not a pleasant feeling, but it also is a really good learning experience. And I've been through that in my first couple of years at Red Bull. And then I see it happen to, like I said, almost everybody that comes in here. Um, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a beautiful thing to watch because you really get to see people hit their max potential they hit their limit, you get to coach them through it and realize that it's not a bad thing, right? And now you use that as lessons learned going forward so that you can self-manage a good bit, right? As opposed to being directed, so yeah.
0: And uh, like me, so you've worked in heavily regulated uh, public sector government environments and private sector kind of high energy. I was exactly the same. You know, I, I and I often talk about the fact that I think there's a happy medium. What I what I enjoyed about government to a certain degree, there was a fairly regimented way of doing things, uh, which meant that kind of the, the discipline was there. Yeah. Often there was a lot of bureaucracy that got in the way, right? But the discipline was there, you know, and yet I love the autonomy of working in private sector, mm-hmm. but the discipline was lacking. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel the same? Is there a, is there a happy medium Are
1: you trying to do the same here? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't say that we're at, we're right at it, but we absolutely have some type of equilibrium in place, right? Like when I took my first transition period into Red Bull from that super regulated corporate uh, and government environment where auditing was everything, documentation was everything, sign offs and approvals were everything, the bureaucracy was painful, but also critically important to um, drive accountability in in big organizations and projects that size, especially when taxpayer dollars are involved, (laughs) right? People want someone to point the finger at when things go wrong. and I, I kind of came in overambitious, right, when, when we are so used to that type of thing and you see so much opportunity in a place, to your point, that isn't that regulated or, or organized. It's like almost overwhelming. Where, where do you start, right? Um, and I think over the time that I've been here, the last few years, you know, I've been not the only one but heavily driving kind of the maturation of the organization. As in, that's the other advantage is that the companies, even though we've been around for, you know, 25 or so years um, globally, We've really hit a, a maturation point heavily in the last couple of years where organizationally, not just within my area or within IT or even within the broader Red Bull organization, you know, we really realized that, hey, we're big enough that we need to get our shit together. Mm. Um, and so then we've kind of been able to cherry pick certain things, at least in my case, from my experience working in government that work well here. Um, so kind of, you know, you look at the menu and pick certain processes and frameworks and approval workflows and things like that that kind of work and then other ones you maybe try out or just realize aren't right for this environment but it's a cool opportunity to be able to leverage that experience you know it's painful a little bit in the transition but to have that breadth like you really doesn't get more organized right yeah. as you know than in the government um, and it's nice to be able to draw on that experience and kind of cherry pick the things that work out well for an environment
0: and then, so how has that influenced the way that you think about building your own team? We talk a lot about uh, employee experience and looking to craft something that has a real sense of belonging, but let, to use your words, does get shit done. Mm. So what, what, are the, the, what are the things that you're focused on to kind of make sure that you've got a, a great culture in place that keeps things moving forward?
1: Yeah, I would say the first thing is that people are doing things that they like working on. Um, that's, that's first and foremost, right? Um, I would say that we have you've been here really helping us out a lot this week with with really maturing our portfolio and resource management um, topics because that's critically important as we really have a, a massive portfolio of work that we're always working on and evolving and reprioritizing and taking new new projects in. Um, it's going to be busy and we absolutely have good process, but you know as you you've been with, working with us a lot this week, you know you learn there's always still opportunity to improve. Um, but I think that the the good thing is that people really love what they're doing, and that really is what drives the constant desire to improve. you know, I don't need to be on top of people saying, this is how we should be operating or make sure you're focused on this. Everybody really loves the work that they're doing. And so that drives even though it's everybody's really working at their peak performance, they're really enjoying it along the way, which is great. Mm-hmm. that kind of bleeds into kind of everybody's energy level and one of the things you've been talking a lot about over the last three months which i've been
0: fortunate to be privy to and and, and you've been talking about this week is creating that kind of cross organizational community of practice which which is really I, I suppose a mechanism for continual learning is that important in order to generate new ideas in order to retain the freshness to give exposure
1: yeah it's it's funny I, Back to you know my previous experience in highly organized um, you know spaces in the government, especially, I had this vision of like an EPMO when I first came into Red Bull, right? Enterprise <laughs> Portfolio Management Office. Yeah, yes, yeah. correct. Um, I'm so far away from that vision anymore, but it, but it's kind of it's it's good because I am I'm, I'm actually realizing that it's not there was so much opportunity then, right? Um, and to me, you know, come from the very rigid experience background, I said, this is what this organization needs, right? And so I had been kind of pushing that agenda uh, secretly for a long time, as well as some of my peers. Um, But I think we realized over time that that's not the answer to this problem, right? A a top-down, you know, governance model for how the entire organization operates and delivers work, that doesn't make sense, Um, especially not in a place like this where everybody's heavily empowered to do what they want, very collaborative generally, you know, for lack of the, of using a buzzword, a flat organization, right? Um, I think that that what we've learned now is like, how do we just share our expertise and our passion for, you know, delivering at a really high level of efficiency and organization and the value of that with these other areas of the organization that don't just have formal experience doing it like we do and some of my teams, but in a way that's just, you know, it's it's more of a pull than a push model. Um, And so that's really what this is about, um, really extending that. That knowledge sharing capacity outside of just our IT organization into the broader uh, marketing, sales, distribution, everywhere else that we have that supports the rest of the organization. So yeah.
0: And so is the goal to for you guys to really role model what good good looks like in the order to kind of
1: influence, I suppose.
0: And I would say that's, there's
1: a little bit of that. And yeah. Coach for sure. I, if anything though, I, I I I'm learning that that people in other areas of the organization are doing things in ways mm. that I think we can learn from yeah. too. Right? Like we're not. It's not so much that we think we're the best at what we do. It's really a, a knowledge sharing opportunity I think right and again we're at an inflection point in this organization um, due to a lot of maturity things that have gone on in the last few years where there is this desire to improve um, and collaborate outside of our silos which we historically had and so it's like you got to strike when the you know when the iron's hot um, and I think this is the best time to really do that and it's and it's, I'm really envisioning something really great coming out of it far different than what I thought yeah. in my, my early days with an EPMO kind of concept in my mind and I think it's, we'll see a lot of really good benefits out of that in driving not just project delivery, you know, mature culture, but more about collaborating across the organization and really high-performing teams. And, and one other thing that I've written about a lot is the fact that when it comes to
0: cultural evolution, we're very hot on sending people on the latest training course. Mm-hmm. And yet there's so much requisite information internally in different
1: areas about how great cultures evolve that we often forget to use that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you being here this week, is it, some of the workshops are really kind of enjoyable for me to watch because when you start talking a lot about um, really the value of good communication and you know collaboration amongst teams and that culture component being the most critical success factor to delivering good work and now seeing my teams kind of be all starry-eyed when you talk about that stuff, it's really cool to see that because it's so different than the traditional kind of mindset of how to – apply certain rigor and frameworks and et cetera, et cetera, that's very academic that, yeah, of course, fundamentals are very important, um, but equally important, if not more so, is the culture component. And so it's, it's kind of cool to see that and really see my teams um, embrace that concept and figure out how we're going to drive that going forward.
0: As I walk through the office, it's fair to say it's, a, I guess, a younger workforce yep. than most here at Red Bull, and it attacks certainly, a certain age of person. I <laughs> uh, sits maybe around late 20s or so. <laughs> yeah, I feel very old, is what I'm trying to actually say. I'm starting to
1: feel
0: old. <laughs> I'm really in trouble. Like... Um, and, you know, the way that we collaborate has changed significantly, significantly yep. with the, you know, kind of with with the introduction of technology. How are you staying a, a,
1: ahead of that or on top of that? I suppose. Yeah, we're doing our best. I would say, even a company like Red Bull, you would think we'd be great, but we're far from it. At least in my mind. You know, we're constantly looking at the landscape of tools that are out there and what's trending. We're using all the latest tools. Uh, I won't particularly plug anyone, uh, but you can probably guess what they are. Oh, but well, you, you can sponsor the, this podcast if you're
0: interested. <laughs> then you'll get a plug. Anyway, In carry on. Plug. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, But yeah, I think that, that really it, it's, it's a balancing act between jumping on the latest trendy tool and really looking at, well, do your processes, and again, without over, overusing the term, is your culture the right, right? Because mm-hmm. a tool isn't gonna fix your problem. Um, you know, you have to have the right culture, the right level of collaboration between teams, the desire to organize a little bit better, and then everybody wants to generally operate a certain way, um, which then gives you an opportunity for a good tool, and I think that's the main thing, it's just being aware of what the latest trends are in the tool landscape there, whether it's a project management tool, whether it's a chat tool, whether it's a cloud storage tool, and whatever it ends up being. Um, and there's a lot of really good players in the space that are doing a good job tying these things together, because I think the last few years, the, the ecosystem was getting a little bit fragmented. And yeah, I think we're seeing a lot of interesting new emerging, sometimes legacy players, but really doing a good job modernizing, you know, their capability and we're just doing our best to stay stay relevant in that space. And
0: so, when you know, you're, you're uh, on the point now, of rolling out a collaboration tool, you know the traditional change management is, "Oh, we'll do training and we'll do comms. So your team's very much thinking about, well, how do we create the right cultural conditions for this thing to be used? Is that
1: is that fair? Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Um, yeah, I would say that it's 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 really tricky because again, you can throw a tool out there, and some people might use it, uh, but are they? Is everybody using it? Will they adopt it? But more importantly, are they using it in the best way possible? Right, and some of the really good collaboration communication tools that are out there have so much deeper functionality than just the surface level chat and things like that. And so for us, it's really to your point around change management. It's really about showcasing best in class use cases and to really get people excited about it. Almost internal marketing to some degree. Um, we're also doing some work around embedding very small pilot groups um, on new tools. Understanding how they might use it and how that would be applied to their existing business process and then using that to inform kind of broader tool rollout and advertisements going forward so that we're really making sure that whatever we roll out is kind of fit for purpose and people have some contextualized examples of, well, wow, that's really cool that the team's using it that way. That makes so much sense. We could totally use it this way, right? Um, Versus just here's the latest and greatest chat tool or here's the latest and greatest project management tool.
0: And is, is senior executive support important? I, I probably already know the answer to this, but in terms of not just saying that this is what we're going to do and what we're going to do culturally, but actually, you know, I mentioned role modeling, role modeling, and then making sure you get the output, outcomes because it's very easy to say, oh, we're going to start collaborating using a tool. We, you know,
1: we're going to save 50 emails a day, yeah. but then never really do it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it needs There needs to be top-down... Advocacy, but again, a mandate isn't going to solve the problem either, right? So I think that it's a little bit of both. Um, the advocacy and the really understanding the value of that so that they can sing the praises of what the opportunity is is super important from the, the leadership team. But then again, like seating at the lowest level so that you have a grassroots energy and buy in. Versus just, ah, I'm being forced to use this new tool because my boss said I have to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We've all seen that and it yeah. never works, yeah.
0: right? Mm-hmm. Never works because what you get inherently is that pushback to say, oh, you're telling me I have to use it. So I'm definitely not going to yeah, use it. That's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, John, it has been awesome to be
1: here this week to work with you and your team. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes. My pleasure. It's been a great deal of pleasure for me having you guys here. And we're looking forward to doing more work. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Colin. See you. Thanks, John.
0: Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. Please remember to subscribe or share the link on your social media platform of choice, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you hang out. You can also forward it onto your colleagues and friends and help them to inspire and motivate others too. Better still, why not keep the conversation going and join our community of culture makers from around the world who share information on the things that have worked and haven't worked. You can do that at www.culturefixcommunity.com and remember... Sharing is caring. See you next time.